guys. What is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, guys. Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. I am super excited about what I want to talk about today. There's an importance behind names. And I think in our current American culture, sometimes when it comes to naming a child, it's more like, oh, what sounds cute or what sounds good, as opposed to a deeper meaning. But names are really significant. And that's what I want to talk a lot about today. But before I do that, I'm going to pause because first I have a special shout out. Thank you to new Joy and Hope patron, my dear, dear friend, Michaela Valling. I love you so much and your support means the absolute world to me. So thank you, girl, so much. So excited that you are a part of this creative process now. Speaking of patrons, if you have not already done so, please consider becoming a Joy and Hope patron. I am hoping to have 50 patrons by the end of this month, May 31st, 2020. I'm currently at 24, whoop, whoop. So almost halfway there. And my patrons are what make it possible for me to give my life in service to God through joy and hope. Without all of you, this would not be possible. So please consider becoming a patron. The lowest membership tier per month is only $3. That's less than the price of a specialty coffee at Starbucks. And y'all, even if Starbucks is opening back up soon, I know that all of us have not gotten to go for at least the last two months. So hoping that maybe some people have some funds they could spare. Um, but it is totally up to you. I trust it to your and God's discernment, whether or not you are being called to support. But please prayerfully consider and thank you to all of you who have chosen to do so. Also, before we go on, if you have not already subscribed to this channel, please make sure to hit that subscribe button below. I am hoping also by May 31st to have 1,000 subscribers here on YouTube because hopefully that will allow me to apply to get the channel to start monetizing by running ads and things like that. And I'm hoping to make some income that way as well. So please, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and also make sure to hit the notification bell so that if I'm feeling crazy like I was a couple days ago and I post other than on a Monday, you will make sure to be notified and won't miss out on any material. And if you missed that announcement, this month of May, which is traditionally dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary, I am doing a special five-part video series on the rosary. So you can go check out the first episode of that. It's episode 33, How to Pray the Rosary and Why We Should. And then the following four episodes will be released on each Saturday of this month, and it will be praying the different mysteries of the rosary. So check that out if you haven't already. Hit the subscribe button and the notification bell and consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Woo! Now that all of that's out of the way, let's go ahead and pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. All right. So some of you are probably wondering, what does she have against Dairy Queen? And y'all, I need to tell you right off the bat, nothing. I have absolutely nothing against Dairy Queen. In fact, the Wonder Woman Blizzard, I know that's not the official name, but I can't remember what that is right now. That is one of their most recent blizzards, and it is my favorite thing in the world at this moment, at least as far as ice cream. So me and Dairy Queen are good. We are on great terms, love them. It is one of the few fast food chains that is still open and available in my hometown. So me and Dairy Queen, we're buds, we're tight. <laughs> we see each other quite often. So this is not a dig against Dairy Queen. But since what I want to talk about today is names and the importance of names, I thought it would be fun to start off with kind of a funny story because as I'm not perfect, Dairy Queen's also not perfect. And this is why. So several years ago for my birthday, my mom was going to order me an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen, which if you've had them, they're delicious, right? Well, as with any birthday cake, when you order it from somewhere, typically you put the person's name on the cake. Happy birthday, so-and-so, except obviously you don't write so-and-so, you put the name. So my name being Morgan, it would have said, happy birthday, Morgan, right? Okay, well, what happened was that I guess the phone call went something like this, like starting off as my mom, hi, I would like to place an order for a Dairy Queen ice cream cake for my daughter's birthday. And then the person on the other line was like, oh my gosh, of course, what is her name? We'll put it on there. And when my mom was like, oh, her name's Morgan. Maybe it was like a really rainy day or a really windy day. And so like there was some static built up in the phone to where the person receiving the phone call heard Megan. Guys, my name's not Megan, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've had this experience of being mistaken for a Megan. And I have some wonderful Megans in my life. I love many people named Megan. They are dear friends. However, it's not my name. So you can imagine my surprise when I show up at my birthday party and my cake says, happy birthday, Megan. And I'm looking around like, where's Megan, right? And it's a simple mistake and it wasn't a big deal. And I didn't actually freak out or care that much because it didn't really matter. But the point being, there was that little twinge of, oh, they got my name wrong. Or if you've ever gone to Starbucks or anywhere where they write out your name, for your order and whether they get it completely wrong or whether they even just spell it wrong. There is like the smallest hint of hurt because you're like, they don't know me. They don't know me. And names are significant for that reason. One last funny story because this just happened a few days ago. It was my cousin's 13th birthday and uh, we were having flowers sent to her as a surprise from all of us cousins. And my brother is the only boy on that side of the family, as far as the cousins go. So my brother's name is Seth. 
okay? And my mom was the one who called in the order. Maybe it's my mom, just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure when my mom called, she enunciates things very clearly. But so my mom calls this flower company over in North Carolina and we live in Missouri. So I mean, there's a lot of static that could have happened in between that phone call. So it's okay. But my mom calls and she's like, yeah, I want to place an order for so-and-so. And then the person on the receiving end is like, yeah, who's and who is it from? So thank thankfully they didn't mess up my cousin's name. But when my mom was listing all of the other cousins who the gift was going to be from, when she got to Seth, here's what the person on the other end heard. Jeff. And immediately <laughs> when my mom told us the story of how they put Jeff, like they thought she said Jeff and they were putting Jeff on the card and she was able to catch it in time. But I personally wish she would not have caught it because that would have been so funny because it immediately made me think of the line from 21 Jump Street with Channing Tatum where he's trying to do an accent and the first thing that comes to him is, my name is Jeff and that's not his name in the movie. And I died and I made sure to find the meme and send it to my brother because I'm like, this is you. All that to say, names matter. And when people get your name wrong, you're just like, it's not my name. And that's the reason that there's a song about that because it is significant. So what I wanna talk about is the importance of being called by name specifically by God the Father. So think about it. Or even God the Son or God the Holy Spirit. When the Lord says our names to us, it is significant. Like recently in the Catholic Church, so we're celebrating the season of Easter, which ends on May 31st. Like Easter goes for 50 days. It's a big deal. We celebrate for a long time. It's a big party. And the readings at Mass early on in the Easter season were about who Jesus was first appearing to after his resurrection from the dead on Easter Sunday. And one of those people is Mary Magdalene. And in one of the gospels, she doesn't even recognize Jesus until he calls her by name. She doesn't, again, she doesn't recognize the risen Christ until he says to her, Mary. And then her eyes, it says, are open. And she says, oh my gosh, that's Jesus. Like, only then does she speak. Only then does she address Jesus by name because she's heard him say her own name. And that happens throughout scripture. Consider how many people are spoken of by name when they're called by God. Samuel in the Old Testament. Abraham in the Old Testament. Or our mother Mary in the New Testament, in the Gospels. All of these people are called by name. And they recognize the voice of God and they recognize that he's speaking directly to them. And God doesn't butcher it. He doesn't spell Samuel wrong. He doesn't call Abraham even by that name at first because it actually in that story, his name goes from Abram to Abraham. And that change is significant because what his name meant before means something totally different afterward. And God knew that. So God addressed him as he needed to be addressed. Like God always spoke to Abraham where he was at. 
Same with Mary. Same with all of us. The Lord knows exactly where he has us, and that is where he speaks to us. But it also is dependent on whether or not we are listening for that call. Something else I want to talk a little bit about. So names often have deeper meanings. As I said, Abraham went from Abram to Abraham. And even though I don't remember exactly what Abram means now, I'm, I forget that. But I'm pretty sure Abraham, one of them means fa like father of a multitude. So I'm going to go with that's Abraham because he, at that point, was promised by God many things. But one of them being that he was going to be the father of a great multitude. So that was significant. It had a deeper meaning. And then another example, and this was literally from the gospel today, um, Simon Peter is first known as Simon, like when he meets Jesus for the first time, but then Jesus changes his name. He says, um, sorry, I have a lot of papers here. So today the reading came from Acts of the Apostles chapter 11. And at one point it just mentions briefly Simon, who is called Peter. And that harkens back to when Jesus told Simon you are Peter. You are now Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. Peter means rock. So in that moment, Jesus was showing him his new identity, that he was going to be the head of the church, the first hope. Jesus literally says this in scripture, which is why I'm like, when people try to say that the Catholic church is not instituted by Christ, I'm like, y'all, look at that verse in scripture. It literally says, Peter, on this rock, on Peter, I will build my church. And every Pope in the Catholic Church, going from Pope Francis right now, all the way back those 2,000 years to Peter, it's the papacy. Like, it's awesome and it's true. So I just think that's super cool. And that was literally in the gospel today. Peter's name has meaning. And there are other biblical examples that have been coming up a lot too this Easter season. Um, back on Tuesday, April 21st, the reading came from Acts chapter 4. And at one point it said, thus Joseph also named by the apostles Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement. Literally like this guy was given a new name by the apostles because he was really encouraging. Like that's so cool. They literally named him Barnabas for that reason. It says he sold a piece of property he had owned and brought the money and put it at the feet of the apostles because they shared all things in common. Super cool. Names have meaning. Names have meaning. If you even go all the way back to the Old Testament, though, in the book um, of Jeremiah, literally the opening chapter, it says in verse five, the Lord is speaking to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. 
not only before he was born, but before he was even in existence in his mother's womb, when he only existed in the mind of God. God knew the destiny he had in store for Jeremiah. And that is not only true for the prophets, it is true for me and it is true for you, my friend. Before you even were born, before you even existed in your mother's womb, you existed in the mind of God and he knew exactly the plans that he had for you. And if you're listening, maybe the Lord has already revealed those plans to you. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when the Lord asks me to do something big, kind of like joy and hope, I start to doubt. Not in God's abilities, but in mine. And we are no different than Jeremiah. Listen to what Jerry has to say about this. Verse six. Then I said, ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak for I am only a youth. Pause. There's an asterisk in my Bible at that point, And I went down and checked it out. And there's this little note here. It says, typically, Jeremiah is reluctant to accept an office for which he feels himself ill-suited. And which he foresees, not God, he foresees, can bring nothing but suffering and disappointment. Hashtag relatable. Verse seven, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth for to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Be not afraid of them for I am with you to deliver you says the Lord. So I just want to speak a word of hope and encouragement real fast before we go on. If you have heard the call of the Lord, whatever that may be, whether that is to pursue a certain state of life as far as a vocation, maybe you feel the Lord is calling you to the priesthood or the religious life. Maybe you feel like the Lord is calling you to marriage, but maybe he's calling you to wait and not try to force it through different ways such as online dating, which for some people is legit, but maybe for some people, the Lord's asking them not to. Where are you at with that? What is the Lord saying to you? Maybe what the Lord's calling you to do is give your life and service to him as a missionary and to travel the world doing good works, much like the disciples, but maybe not in the capacity of religious life. Maybe the Lord is asking you to, you're in college, and maybe you've had this vision for your future and what your career path was supposed to be. But maybe the Lord is asking you, instead of getting a business degree, to become a teacher. Or maybe instead of becoming a nurse, like everyone else in your family and what you've always just assumed was what you wanted to do. Maybe he's asking you to become a social worker or a counselor and help people in that way. Whatever you have perceived, the Lord has called you 
to pursue, whether or not that's the ultimate goal. Because as I've shared with all of you before, I at one point for years in my life felt like I was being called to religious life and I was pursuing that avenue, but eventually the Lord made it clear to me that that's not what he wanted for me. But at the time, every step along that way was significant and taught me something and led me to where I am now. So wherever you have perceived the Lord is calling you to go at this moment in time and in this way, listen to him and heed him and be not afraid. As he tells Jeremiah, I am with you to deliver you. The Lord will not call you to something and then abandon you. The Lord will always be with you. Be not afraid. And along with that, along with your purpose, whatever your God-given purpose is, know that God is always intentional. He is always intentional and he doesn't waste his time. So many people think my life doesn't matter. There are so many other people on this planet. How could I possibly matter? Let me tell you this right now. If God didn't want you, God would not have made you. Okay, instead of taking the time it took him to make you, he could have made like another Tom Holland. And honestly, part of me is like, that would be really cool, especially if he lived close to me and had a thing for girls with green eyes. But God didn't. Okay, there's only one Tom Holland, for better or worse. (laughs) Just kidding. There's only one Tom Holland for a reason. There's only one Morgan Mueller for a reason. There's only one you for a reason. And they're all different reasons, but they're all good. In fact, they are all very good. In the book of Genesis, the Lord tells us himself, he's made us, he's made you, he's made me in his image and likeness. And he didn't just call it good like all the other days. The creation of man and woman he was, he said, was found to be very good. You are very good. And even if the Lord has not revealed all of his purposes for you at this point, he certainly has not for me. He likes to make me wait because he knows I need patience. Even if the Lord hasn't revealed the fullness of our futures to us, it doesn't mean that we're not still called to love him and listen and live wherever we find ourselves and to live our best life where we are at now. Because along with that, I know it's kind of a silly saying, YOLO, you only live once, but it's 100% true. Short story, I used to have a neighbor. She was so sweet, such a wonderful person. And we had some of the most enlightening conversations I've ever had and inspiring. She was such a kind woman, but she shared with me once that she believed in reincarnation and that one of like a really big project that she was working on in her life. She said, yeah, sometimes I just put it off for a couple of years because I don't have to, I don't have to finish it in this life. Like I can always finish it in one of the next. And it just broke my heart. And in those moments, 
it's hard sometimes. You don't always know what to say. Even though the Lord literally says, like, whatever I command you, you shall speak. Sometimes you're like, Lord, am I called in this moment to just straight up say reincarnation isn't real and you're crazy? No, no, at least not for me. I didn't perceive that's what God was asking me to say to this wonderful woman. And so in my mind, I prayed for her in that moment to come to the fullness of the truth. And I, I simply said to her, well, I hope you finish it in this one because I would love to see it when it's finished. <laughs> so it's sad that's, that that's what some people think because it's not true. We only have one life. And that's why the Lord tells us that at the moment of our death, we will be judged not on how many projects we've done or how many books we've written or what have you that sometimes we think of as great goals to have from a worldly perspective, but we're judged on how well we love how well we love and maybe doing these projects or writing books or doing certain things that the Lord has asked us to do. Maybe that does count as part of that mission. But sometimes if we're living for our own reward and just for the sake of doing these things to feel good about ourselves, that's probably not what the Lord has in mind. And when we die, we can't take anything with us. I was just texting a really good friend yesterday who's going through a very difficult time right now um, with a transition in his life. And it just made me reflect on my own. And I texted him and I said, I guess it's really true that we come into the world with nothing and we leave the world with nothing. So I guess all that matters during that time or between those two times is what happens inside of us. How well have we loved? How well do you love? It's worth reflecting on because once we die, we don't get to make any more decisions. That's something that is different between us as humans and the angels. The angels are purely intellectual beings. They have no physical component and they were actually created before us. So they only ever had one choice to follow God or to not. And we all know how that story goes. When Lucifer, whose name, remember we're all about names today. Lucifer, bearer of light, fell because he chose to turn away from God. And now we know him as the devil. We know him as Satan. And I know that I've looked up the meaning of the, of the, of the name Satan before, and I don't want to get it wrong. So don't quote me on this one, but I, I think it means the accuser. Or even if it doesn't, if that's not the literal transi translation, I know it's along those lines. Whether it's father of lies, prince of darkness, we can clearly see how he went from the light to the dark. And our mission here at Join Hope is to bring light to the dark, to reverse that process, because we are called to be children of the light. And unlike the angels, even when we have chosen darkness, we can still 
choose to seek the forgiveness of the Lord and to choose him from that point on. So today, whoever you are, whatever your name is, wherever God is calling you, know that no matter how far you have fallen or how much you feel like your life is in darkness, you matter to God. You are here for a reason and he does not want you to be counted among the lost. The Lord never wants to send anyone to hell. The only reason people end up there is by their own choice or multiple choices, I should say, throughout their life where they've turned away from God and therefore haven't lived with God and choose henceforth not to spend eternity with God. Don't let your decisions end there. No matter how far you've gone, we just we just celebrated Good Shepherd Sunday yesterday. The Lord, sorry, the Lord's love for you is reckless. It is never ending and he is always searching for you. So today I encourage you, let yourself be found. Quiet yourself, quiet your heart and your mind in prayer and listen to the voice of the Lord say your name, your name in love. Listen to what he has in store for you. Benjamin, I love you. Cecilia, I love you. Rianne, I love you. Jeremiah, I love you. Morgan, I love you. Megan, I love you. Insert your name here. I love you, spoken by the mouth of the Lord. You are good, you are loved, you are purposed. Listen to the Lord speak his love into your heart today. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today. If you liked this video, please give it a thumbs up and please comment below with what words of love the Lord has spoken to your heart through this video in particular. Thank you all again. God bless you guys and see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing joy and hope full time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.